0: Welcome everyone to a uh, a quick chat about the Holy Spirit. Um, a quick study on the Holy Spirit. I um, hope you guys can hear me okay. I'm doing a little bit different today uh, with just different circumstances that we're, we're in. So I hope I hope you guys can hear me okay. Uh, the sound is probably not as as good as it as it used to be, but um, it's just a temporary thing. Um, I just forgot my uh, headphones. Anyway, um, today I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit and you. Um, One of the things that is misconstrued about um, a believer or Christianity is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gets tossed into this category of of an it um, as a ghost. And those things are just not uh, biblically accurate. The The Holy Spirit is a is a person, uh, is a a co-equal member of the Godhead, uh, the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. And he is a person that can be um, of emotion. And uh, that sometimes we get that uh, misconstrued. The Holy Spirit is the mover and the shaker. Um, he is the one who is the revealer of scripture. He is the one that enables us to live the Christian life that we cannot live on our own. Uh, he is the one that uh, at times will prompt or uh, prod us into uh, a direction that we will go. Uh, one of the things that we must be so careful with is to think that the Holy Spirit will physically come and speak uh, to us to give us extra revelation that the Bible doesn't offer. Um, This is a type of progressive Christianity that is very dangerous uh, because God doesn't change. Um, God is immutable. He does not change. And he is, he is one that if he says it, that's the way it is. Uh, We unfortunately are the ones who, add or take away from Scripture, and that, that, that just cannot be. So what we must do is we must remain diligent to the Scriptures. Um, we must hold them in, in, as sacred. Uh, they, are, they are not just pages on a book. They are not, It's just not just another uh, piece of literature that will help uh, shape our lives the way we want it to be. But in fact, the Holy Spirit shapes and molds us into the image of Jesus Christ. And that is the sole purpose and sole focus of a believer is to be consumed with honoring Christ, loving Christ, uh, becoming more uh, intimately close with him, to serve him, to obey his commands, and to honor him with all the things that we do. And all the things that we say. And all the things that we think. And I'll just be honest with you. There are times where it's really hard to do. The Christian. uh, Make no mistake. The Christian life is the hardest thing. That you can do. Or not. It's the hardest thing you can do. Because it takes what. Is natural. And it says. Either don't do that. Or. Was completely opposite of. So for example, uh, someone cuts me off in traffic. Um, uh, and they give me the international peace sign. You know, your first impulse is not to forgive. And your first impulse is not to say, you know what? I love you so much. I care about you. I want to pray that God bless you. Today. I, that's not natural. Uh, what's natural for us is to, is to speed up and get on their tail and honk at them and, Call them every name in the book, or let's take it a step farther. Um, somebody is is cussing you out, calling—I mean, calling you every name in the book, and and treating you with so much disrespect that it's not. Make no mistake, it's not. It's not an easy thing to sit there and take all that stuff because a lot of people today think it's virtuous to swear up and down the block, uh, and tell people off and tell people how they really feel. And sometimes it is more virtuous to be silent and forgive, but that's really hard to do. And not just a, a forgiveness that's, uh, I'll forgive you, but I'm going to wait for my next opportunity to strike. And when that happens, um, you better be ready. Not that either. It's the type of forgiveness where you would uh, treat them as one of your most beloved family members. And a lot of times, that's, I would say, 10 out of 10 times, (laughs) that's not our first impulse. And people will say to you, well, you know what, you can live the Christian life, but here's the thing. If people start doing this, then the gloves are off. No, they're not. Remember, Peter asked Jesus, "How often do I forgive my brother that sins against me?" Is it seven times? And Jesus says, "No, I tell you, it's not seven times, but seventy times seven. And I, I had someone in a Bible study one time say, "So Nate, you're saying that if, that if someone wrongs me 490 times, that uh, I can not forgive anymore?" You know, that that's ha ha ha. Good job, nice math. No, it, it means infinite amount. And that's so hard to do because I'll tell you right now, we've talked about this many months ago. I had family, family members, close family members that were doing me completely wrong for no reason, for absolutely no reason. I couldn't figure it out. Um, and you know what? I, there's nothing I can do. And, but my first impulse was not to, was not to forgive. That doesn't mean that I'm like, uh, you know, like, you're trying to hold yourself in too high regard. Well, we are supposed to hold ourselves to a high calling. Like, the calling that we have by Jesus Christ is a high calling. There's no there's no one higher. However, um, it's, it's very difficult to remember, though, all the teachings and all the things that we've learned and try to put into practice when times get really tough. So, today we're going to learn a little more about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14. John chapter 14 has become uh, one of my absolute go-tos because uh, of its rich theological truth. But, but more over than that, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who He is, what He does for us. Now, before we, I guess before we go any farther, let's just talk just a little more deeper about the Holy Spirit uh We already talked briefly before about the Holy Spirit, but like I said before, he is the revealer of scripture if you read in uh first Corinthians chapter two, uh one to sixteen until its entirety it will it will share with you the one of the benefits of being a believer but here's here's one thing that i said initially i said that the holy spirit is the revealer of scripture and i'm just here to share with you right now if you do not have the holy spirit dwelling within you because you are a born again believer uh, then you are not going to fully understand scripture the way god intended it there are certain things that you can understand for sure don't get me wrong but to really understand it in a deep spiritual way that god has intended it to be um, it must be revealed through the Holy Spirit, and it's a process that I can't, I can't comprehend. It's a process that I can't fully explain to you. Um, but what I will share with you is that over time, uh, I've been asked repeatedly. Nate, how in the world are are you able to jump from scripture to scripture, and it, it's able to uh, correlate with one another? It's it's able to beautifully mend together. It's like it's like the Bible speaking to itself. Yeah, that's what it does. That's exactly what it does. And that's and I'm telling you that stuff takes time. That that's that that is not something you just flip a switch on after you're, after you're baptized and it's like ta-da, I got everything I get, I need. That's not how it works. We must intimately study the scriptures, and not just for academic reasons, but for for the sake of personal righteousness and holiness to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That is the point. That is the goal. If you're reading the Bible for academic purposes because you get a little gold star at the end of the day, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. And there are times, I'll I'll be really honest with you, where I'm doing these talks And there will be times where I'm trying to just pull stuff out of a hat, and that's not the reason to read. And so it's important to be reading the Scriptures because 2 Timothy 3.16, and we read this the other day, says that all Scripture is God-breathed. And so what you need to understand about that Scripture and why it's so powerful is that Scripture stands with many, but that's the primary one. That shows that Old Testament to New Testament. It's like it's like me talking to you right now. If we were talking face to face, and not to be gross, but if I was close enough to you, you could feel my breath, which is again like that. But just for the sake of the illustration, if I'm speaking to you close enough, or someone speaking close enough, you can feel their breath. That is what the Bible is. That is God's words written on on pages. So, again, those are the things that that we must consider, and those are the things that we must have faith in, because it takes faith to believe that. And by the way, and, and you need to get with me for a second here. If we truly believed with all of our hearts that God's word is actual, or the actual words of the living God, this book would be priceless, we wouldn't want to go on Disneyland vacations. We wouldn't want to go to Paris and Rome and all these different places. Think of the most beautiful place on 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 planet Earth. Think about where. Think about we're we're in kind of vacation season. Where would you like to go on vacation? Well, um, if you're my wife, you want to go to Hawaii or some kind of place like that. And I'm like, ah, uh, maybe. I'm, I'm just I'm just bred a different. But I would I wouldn't mind going. To see some, I like I like a lot of history. So, um, obviously, my bucket list place like I like to go would be to go to the the, to the Holy Land. You know, who knows when, if that's ever going to happen, but but you know, some of these places around the world have these amazing places, and they're they filled with beauty and splendor. But let's get back to the main the main point here. Think of the, that place you want to go to. And now if, if the Bible that is sitting literally two feet from me right now is the actual living, breathing words of God, then everybody would, that, that, the Bible would be sold out. You could, you, you could not, I mean, I could pick up a really nice one right now off Amazon, which I've done several times with my wife's permission. <laughs> um, but, uh. I could pick up a really decent one for about 30 to 50 bucks. I mean, you can even a really nice one I got from my cousin for about 20 bucks. That's that is dirt cheap for the words of God. So again, it, it, it's, it's what we put our value in. And a lot of times we put our value in rocks and paper. Um, and it just goes to show you. So like I say, I, I can keep rambling on, but I, the, main, the main point of all this, ladies and gentlemen, is that God's word is not supposed to be a mystery. So you need to keep that in context there. And we have a guest joining us. Yvonne, how are you to this morning?
1: Hi, Nate. How are you doing? I am doing well. I just want to just reach out, say thank you so much for talking about the Holy Spirit in us. It's just uh, a oneness inside us. I just thank God so much for you standing up, giving us these living parables and showing us how that God's power, his omnipotence, his favor, his love is something that we have to just continue to pour out of ourselves and and receive and just learn of who He is in our lives because that's all we need. <laughs> that's all we need. Yeah. And He'll grow us in every no, directions. I, I, everything around us, He'll He'll grow us, won't He? I tell you, He'll do it.
0: Oh, you are absolutely one hundred percent correct, and I, I i appreciate I appreciate those words too. And you know, yeah, yeah God's. God's love. And, and you said a word that really um, just struck me His his favor. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine that somebody like myself who is just literally a nobody um, can be somebody in the eyes of God. And so I, that's just, that's just really powerful.
1: It is because I, you know, and I hope your mommy's, you know, talking out, you know, just more or less sharing. Um, He's so amazing to me, because just like you say, you are nobody. I always look at it. I became a somebody because the greater one that lives in me is the one that is all in all. Everything about him is so powerful, and we can just we can't we can't actually hold all of what he have for us. Otherwise, we would burst. You know, we we wouldn't be able to to phantom all that he have created for us and what we have inside us. We can tap into enough to get us where we need to be at. If we're lacking anything, if we were to tap into the source or where we get everything from, then our lives would be so much better lived out if we can just comprehend or just release ourselves and surrender. Because I was, you know, talking to someone one time and and I was sharing them, mentoring them, and they say, hold um, Yvonne, I, I want to take my time and I wanna do this here on my own. And I told them, I say, yeah, that is the problem. That's the reason why you can't get where you're going because you want to do it on your own. We're trying to get you to do it the way God wants you to do it. Because if you do it the way God wants you to do it, it will be on your own. He will allow you and give you the words and give you the footsteps. He'll give you that if you will allow him to do it. He's not. It's not so hard. You know, some people we make God to be such a complex, complicated, non-touchable, as if He can't be touched or He can't just come down to our level, as if He's so hard, so so big He can't come to our level. Well, He have come to our level. He live inside of us dormant. He right. live inside of us dormant, and we won't let Him come out. So I encourage you know, you know, people, you let Him well, go, release Him in your life let him be god
0: well and, that, and that's just and that's really beautifully said here and the problem with that is we have to we have to allow him to be um lord of our lives that's the problem mm-hmm. and the that's that's one thing that would sit out to me is um you know we we fall in love with the savior aspect of jesus christ which is absolutely 100 percent that, that's great um and he—he he is my savior. He saves me every single day. But one thing that we—we we lose out on is over six thousand times in the Bible it, it calls him Lord, and and so, you know, the Lord has exclusive ownership rights over his people because uh, he bought us with his blood. And and you know the what you what you mentioned is is so powerful because you know, a lot of times we think that we can handle things on our own and even, even people that have been believers for a long time, they, they get a little bit, they get a little, a little pride sets in, hey, you know what, I, I've overcome all these things and, uh, you know, yeah, God's helped me a long way, but, you know, I'm I'm pretty strong too, so I, I kind of stand up and say, okay, God, I got this here, I'll, uh, because if you look at it from the perspective of, of a child growing up, that's kind of what they do, I mean, um, my my children uh, vary from three all the way to eighteen, and my three year old want will jump up to me and want me to hold him and me me to carry him at times. Uh, my eighteen year old is not going to jump on my hip and do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and if he did, he would get some really weird looks. But um, the but the funny thing is is but we can't equate that to God because. We need, to, we need to trust in God like the, like the three-year-olds do, like the little children. That's why he said, do not hinder the little children. But matter of fact, you need to have their type of faith because, I mean, if you talk to a young person, I mean, a young, young kid, because I'm in the schools, um, they are, i tell you what, they, they call it like they see it. They believe everything with all they have in them, and they will stand firm on that. And. And the, the sad part is that as the older they get, the the more that innocence is taken away, and that then that faith kind of sets and turns into kind of cynicism, and uh, a little bit of uh, doubt creeps in. And, and so, yeah, you you hit you hit the nail right on the head on that one because it's it's we have to we have to let God uh, run the ship. I mean, and we yeah. we can't we we trust in Him. We that's where it comes. That's, you know, that's really, Yvonne, I guess um, uh, I'm going to let you speak more on this too, because you you sound and and talk with a lot of experience. So I don't want to hog up the time, but it's just, it's easy. It's easy to hold onto that control, but it's really difficult to let that go and to really fully trust God. That's the key issue.
1: Yes, you hit the nail right where it need to be. And It's a lack of our trust because I also work in the school system, but it's as a community service for me. And I work with the high school students. Now, I I'm not with the younger kids, but I love the younger kids because I have younger kids on my own that are, you know, that are all under 10. There's 10 of them that are all under 10 and I understand them and um, their parents, you know, teaching them, I try to give them the same word that I give the children. But in the long hand, when I look at the teenagers, and I had this little game that I played with them. I'm just going to share this with you. I had this little game that I played with them, and they were high school students from ninth grade through twelfth grade. And at the end of school year, I um I I um was given this game by my ten year old, and my ten year old um did not want a game that I had. It was from McDonald's, and it was questions that was being asked, and because me as a coach, they're not asking questions, I decided to take it to the school and play a game with the children with, this, with these questions. I told them that this game came from McDonald's, in, in McDonald's, they was like, what? You know. And the questions I began to ask them, they say, <laughs> these questions come from McDonald's for a kid? I say, yes, and I shared with them. I said, what has happened with you guys? Chil- Children's minds are so open to receive and be receptive and trust. That spirit that's in within them, they trust it and they will be honest and tell the truth about it. But as you grow older, just as you just said a few minutes ago, as they grow older, it come, it begin to dissipate and they begin to uh, lift up off of what they know. Now they're only going to trust themselves as what they're growing to know, what man has given them to know. And this is what they're trusting now. And they will begin to want to walk in their own way of doing things when they was a child, it wasn't so. So we asked these questions, and one of the questions that was asked was, um, what was one of your most memorable things that took place in your life that made you happy? And none of them could think of anything that happened to them that was memorable as a kid. They were taking so long to do it, and they said, I don't know. And I was like, so you're telling me the enemy has robbed you of your childhood? rob you of those thoughts because i know that being a child you've had some happy moments in your life it can't be that you didn't have any happy moments in your life you've had some but you have grown so to the place where you blinded you have um you have you have covered it with your own understanding and now it's your own understanding and it's not the way that god had ordained you to do and now you're coming away from what he has placed there in your life And they all looked at me and I said, but, you know, it's never too late because God's hands are still stretched open wide for you to receive him. Of course, I got in trouble for that because I'm not supposed to be speaking about God in school. (laughs) I had to get that out, you know, let them know that they are so loved and God is always there with them. But what everything that's inside them is there to grow. And I'm getting ready to leave 33 minutes, three seconds. So I'll be gone of here
0: well i want- I want you to go ahead and come back on because that was just a really fantastic point that you were making um really powerful stuff so i uh, if you if you feel so inclined, I would like you to come back on and finish finish that thought um yeah she's gonna come back amazing so uh, a really great conversation this morning and um I want you to go ahead and take it back away i appreciate appreciate you hopping
1: back on, yeah, so I was sharing that with them. But but what I see with the teenagers, they need love to be exemplified in their lives. Even though they show that they are rejecting it, they reject it because they are trying to protect themselves from what they don't know. And so sometimes the environment around them is so mean and rude till they feel that they have to have this wall and this shield around them so they won't get overtaken by it, not knowing that love will always break it down. When I first came to the school, there were so many kids that had this wall up in their lives till it's like I could see the wall up and I know that this the discerning was telling me that this is not who this child really is so it came to a point where when i had them in the class i saw how hard that they were trying to fight against me as to who i was i know this was not the spirit of god inside them but i know that their hearts was longing because the spirit of god is in all of us so if the spirit of god is in all of us then if someone were to show the attribute of who god is in their life they can win that heart and that soul and this girl was so mean that was in the class and she she rejected me and i brought her to me i always sort of bring them to the front of the class and let them sit beside me and i began to just love on them and tell them and compliment them what i see about them and i told her you know i saw that she was one of the ones from her looks that she was spoiled. I said, you're so spoiled. And even while sharing with her how spoiled she may have been, I said, but you know what? There's so much inside you, so much value inside you, but you're so spoiled, till you don't know how to respond to people that you see that you don't know. I said, so regardless how you respond to me, I can love you anyway, because see, the one that lives inside of me, he is love, and I have accepted that love. So the love that I have to give to other people, it's genuine, it's never gonna go nowhere. So regardless of how you think, how you feel about me, I love you genuinely, truly I do. And I looked at her and I smiled. I said, because of who you are and how powerful you are, you're the one that's gonna make a difference in my class because see that what's going on with you is can influence my whole class. So I'm pulling you out so that you can see that you are a great leader and you are a person that can influence so many people around us so i'm gonna i'm gonna respect you to the place where you're gonna show me that you're gonna show me that you are the person i know that i'm speaking about so the other kids are gonna be able to pick up on it and they're gonna be able to cause my class to give it the balance that it needs and she was looking at me and she said okay from the time that I met her until we got, until we came out of school. She became so friendly. Everything dropped off of her face. The meanness and the hatred that was there on her when she was around me or saw me, she called my name, Miss Jackson. Hello, how are you doing? It was change, but it's because of the spirit of God that is in us that causes the change to be in someone else, regardless of what we see around us. That's all I have to say. I'm Yvonne.
0: Well, I'll tell you what um, that that's such a that's such an awesome story. And um, in, in the schools, it's 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 a lot of these kids come in with so much with so much uh, turmoil in their lives, and they're looking for that uh, that person to to really be there for them. Uh, and give them uh, sometimes what their parents cannot give. And that's, that's a hard, that's a hard challenge. We just let out of school last week and that's, it's, just, it's hard because I let some of those kids, you know, um, that I was kind of building up, you know, um, like kind of, you know, have, they have to, it's, it's their time to go. And there are some in that class that the year prior, um, were causing a lot of chaos in their classroom. And, uh, you know, when you start school, year up, you know, some of the teachers come up to you and say, Oh, Nate, Nate you got to be careful. You got to be careful. This one. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to listen to that because every child is, is different. They respond to different people and we'll, we'll see. And I tell you what I had, uh, it's not anything I've done. I give all the praise and honor and glory to God, but that, uh, that class was the, one of the best classes I've, I've ever had. And they, they responded to a lot of adversity and and a lot of them were dealing with a lot of personal turmoil and it was just a wonderful thing to see them flourish this year. And so, but that's, that's so amazing though, that, that God can work through you to other people and impact their lives in ways that it's just, it's going to be amazing to, to see one day the fruits of all the labor that we, that we do in the name of Christ. And, you know, I think, I think God will, uh share with us those things and i think it's gonna be really cool to you know in heaven one of these days where people will come up and say people that you don't even uh, you won't even know you impacted that much and they'll they'll come up and say thank you and so now that's a that's a wonderful thing i i really appreciate you coming on this morning giving us giving us a lot of a lot of uh pearls of wisdom to really latch on and, and take a hold of and it's you know the 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 good thing is that God does the work within us and that work, you know, it works inside of us and it manifests on the outside. So um thank you. Thank you for all you do for students and for the people around you and, and uh and for for coming up today, I really appreciate it.
1: I return the blessings back to you. You being a being a teacher, I know that it can be stressing sometimes and because the parents sometimes don't align themselves With the children to have them to um, show a better behavior in school but but I'm going to encourage you this as well and thank God for you Nate because you know if it hadn't been for you some of the children they only see you as the father that they know to give them what they need and they want to show that love and you being the example out there I see you know being at the school I see that you know children need our lives. They need someone that love God with all their hearts. They need to see that light that we have, that we can shine and illuminate over their lives to protect them. Whether we know it or not, every time we are in a place that is a place of protection when we're around those children, it's a place of safety around them. And they don't even know it, but just, just, the, just who you are as being on this platform for so many people, that is that is powerful. That is so strong. It's so strong because even if you could reach one person for a day, it didn't make any difference. You did your job, you did your work. Somebody hear the words that you have to say about who God is. They might not even respond or come on here, but then God has used you to put a dent your identification, who you are put a dent in someone else's life to cause change to take place. And I really appreciate you being in the schools and doing what you do for us and being on those platforms. And hey, maybe we get together sometime and we have a a podcast together and talk together about how we can be able to help one another. Yeah. And I would love that because I love being on on someone else's platform where we can share together. Because when I see that, two or, when two or three are gathered together, the word of God I say that He's there with us, you know, and and in and according to the what the word mm-hmm. said, if you put a, a chain together and have two people together, you cannot take a knot a loose. If you keep pulling, if one person pull and the other person is pull, that knot is gonna get tighter. Mm-hmm. And I feel that even with yeah. the, you know the, the believers that to get, we're on the same road, we're taking the same run. I'm giving God all the glory for. I don't never take anything that God wants to give. I don't look at myself as being nothing no more than what God would have. But what I do have, I want to use it humbly before him and for his people. And that is the love on them.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I'd be, yeah, I'd be honored to do a, do a podcast with you. My, uh my, uh well, well, let's, let's, let's get that set up. You have 15 seconds. Let's go, let's set that up uh, sooner rather than later.
1: Okay. Uh, my my um I'm on Facebook. Um you can get me with the Glory of Women Podcast. I'm on Anchor FM. Uh, my pod.
0: Yeah, I see I said it was gonna happen. go ahead and hop back on and, and finish that last part because I um I should have gave you a warning on that. I saw it and I was like, ah, then I just I lost it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I understand. I um didn't look at it, but and my email address is the glory of women 1998 at gmail.com. Okay. And that's the T H E glory, G L O R Y O F W O M E N 1998 at gmail.com. Okay. Yes. okay. Excellent. Thank you so much again, Nate. I commend the blessings of God upon you. And thank you for having me on. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, you too. Thank you so much.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Praise God for that. Um, Praise God for that conversation. And, you know, it's just, that's just, honestly, that's what the body of believers is supposed to be about. We're supposed to sharpen iron with one another. We're supposed to edify one another and to encourage one another. And so that was just a really fantastic conversation and looking forward to setting that up with her and doing, doing things of that nature. That'd be, that'd be such a blessing to do that. And we'll, we'll get that, we'll get that ball rolling. So, um, yeah, we've been, we've been talking for quite a bit of time and so, uh, which is fantastic. This is, this is great. Um, and, uh, I'm going to share with you, um, John 14, we kind of talked, been talking about this, um, but we haven't really dug into the scripture yet. So let's look at John 14, 16. It says, I, this is Jesus talking. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. Now, the word helper here in the Greek, uh, it's parakletos, which means an advocate or intercessor. And they also the definition is, is called to one's aid. Also, he's a consoler, a comforter, and a helper. Now, the other part about this advocate here is it's like a legal ad- advocate who makes the right judgment call because he's close enough to the situation. So, if you look at it from that from that viewpoint, that's why it's really important to study the Greek, um, so you can see what these actually these, these words mean. Because if you think of a helper, the first thing I think of a helper is is someone um, that does come to another's aid, but uh, for some reason, uh, no, my sons and I were lifting a lot of stuff yesterday. I'm not going to go into the details of all that stuff, but uh, basically, long story short, we were, were getting our floors redone. And we had to, to take two levels and completely clear them all out. And trust me when I tell you, accruing stuff over a time of 15 plus years is some of you have been married a lot longer than that. But I'm just here to tell you that I told my wife, like, never again. <laughs> um, but anyway, well, we were lifting stuff, and I could not lift all that stuff by myself. There's no way. I mean, I could, I, I would damage stuff, I would break stuff, I would, I would, I would quickly fade out. Uh, but thank God, my son was there to help me, and he's old enough to help me. But, but think, but think of it this way: the Christian life that we live, uh, that we are called to live, we cannot. do you know, it, it'd be like, uh an immovable object that we can that we cannot move or lift but the Holy Spirit comes and helps us to do that. Now does that mean that he does 90% of the work we do 10% of the lifting? No. No. We all we all have that one friend who who helps us carry stuff and they're getting the lightest things and they're they're uh they're holding the uh, this we have like five people working on this and then he's the sixth one and and he's he has like two fingers I was like I'm really helping I'm really helping we've all had we all have that friend you're probably thinking of that person right now and uh but the holy spirit comes in and helps us live that life that we cannot live on our own and now here's here's a promise that he may be with you forever so when we are born again into Jesus Christ we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit verse 17 that is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive did you hear that first off he's a spirit that's a capital S there, that's Holy Spirit he's a spirit of truth he does not contradict God the Father or God the Son they are all one and the other thing is he is not going to say anything outside of scripture so that's why when people say that, well, oh, God gave me this revelation to do this. No, He did not. That's that. That's something you've concocted in your mind. Uh, the Holy Spirit did not give you something extra outside of Scripture. All divine revelation that is that, and He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness is all found in sacred Scripture. That is that is clear. That is concise. And anything outside of that is 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 not to be. Uh, mess with and so but not only is he a spirit of truth but he's also one that the world cannot receive but it is a truly a gift to god because it says because it does not see him or know him but you know him those of us who believe in jesus christ because he abides with you and will be in you listen to these promises he is gonna he's now when jesus christ gave us the holy spirit That was at the day of Pentecost. And from that point forward, now till present day, we are given the Holy Spirit by believing fully and trusting upon and putting our trust and faith in Jesus Christ and Christ alone, repenting of our sins and confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and being baptized baptized in a water grave of baptism. Okay, all those things. Now here it says, uh, now the world doesn't see or know him. They don't know him intimately. They don't know him at all. They think, they, I, I'd be curious to, to, to get uh, an unbeliever's perspective on the Holy Spirit, but they're not, it's not going to be the same perspective as a believer because uh, people today will say that they're spiritual. Um, well, if you're outside of the Holy Spirit, that spiritualness is actual spiritual darkness. That's the hard part of the message because when you start telling people that, they get upset. They start getting, it's like, it's like stirring up a, a hornet's nest. You don't want to do that, but uh, you have to loosen. as believers. You have to loosen the bolts. You can't sit there and say, well, you can be spiritual in your end, and you're in, and I can be spiritual. In my end. No, your spiritualness outside of Jesus Christ is going to cost you your soul. That's the problem. And I, I cannot, and I can't, I cannot sit back in the sidelines and let people go through those things um, because I, I care about you. I, I know that's weird. It's like, we don't even know me. Well, if you're, if you're listening to this right now and you know, it's, it says there's about 50 people in here. Um, I know the reality is that there's probably not 50 in here. So whoever is in here, um, if you're hearing this right now, it's not an accident. You're here. listening to this right now. It's not an accident. God is speaking to you through the scriptures and he is drawing you into himself. You can read that in John 6, 44, but God has to draw you. And here's, here's the other thing. We are, we learn that the spirit, the Holy Spirit is of truth. We know that the world cannot receive him, but we also know this, that those of us who put their trust and faith in Christ, not only will we know him, but he will abide in us inside that, that is so powerful. Our hearts become his home. And what starts to happen is is when we start believing in Jesus Christ for who he truly is, what happens is there's a transformation that begins from the inside and it should manifest itself on the outside. But far too many times, people who take the name of Christ, oh, I believe in Jesus Christ, but they're just like the world. It cannot be. And And how do we know that we are believers? Well, I'm going to take you real quick to Romans 8, 9, which says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, he does not belong to him. So, again, if you do not have the Holy Spirit within you, you are not in Christ. And that's a dangerous place to be. Because if you're outside of Christ, if you're going to be, you are an enemy of God. There's no, there's no way to heaven, except through Jesus Christ. That's why I love John 14, 6, which is a few, about about 10, 12 verses previous to this one. But listen to this. Now, this is is the, the compassion, the mercy, and the goodness of God. Listen to verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And after a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you will see me. Now, Jesus Jesus is talking to his disciples here. He's talking about, he's comforting his disciples. Because, I mean, he is their world. And he needs to be our whole entire existence. Needs to be in Christ. And here's the thing. He says, after a little while, the world will no longer see me. That's when he dies and rises again and ascends into heaven. But you will see me because I live. You also will live. That's powerful stuff. Then it says in verse 20, In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. That's powerful stuff. This was not accessible previous to Christ's coming, ladies and gentlemen. That is not possible. Jesus made the way. So, Yvonne was talking about God's favor. God's favor truly rests upon Jesus Christ and and Him and us. That that is a divine miracle. So when people, it bothers me to to when people have a low a low view of self, which is not to be. I don't want to be the opposite and be conceited. I just mean like, oh, I'm worthless on this, on that, and I'm, I'm no good to anybody. Uh, you, my friend, if that's ever been you. And that's been me. Trust me. I've been there. Sometimes still struggle with it. But understand that God made you who you are. He made you perfectly who you are, even though you may see yourself as as flawed. You may see yourself as, and we're talking about the physical part here. But you, you may, I wish I was a little bit a better speaker. I wish I was a better singer. I wish I was a better writer. I wish I was a better whatever. Okay, we could all we could go down that rabbit hole and it'll get you nowhere but just more worse off than you were before you thought about it. But God made you who you are. He knows exactly who you are. He he designed you in his image. And he has called you to his perfect purpose and to his glory. What greater honor is there than that? It says in Christ that we are we are if we believe in him, we are co heirs with him. What is higher than what or who is higher than Jesus Christ? Well, if you don't have faith in Christ, then, well, he's just he's just a Middle Eastern man who taught great things. But to the believer, he is a king of kings and lord of lords. He is the one who is, who was, and who is to come. I mean, that's who he is. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. We are the ones that change. We are the ones that stick our hand out when when jesus christ is extending his nail-pierced hand to us to 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 take my hand and come follow me we smack it away say like, no i'm good I, I don't need you i got i got my own things to deal with i got i got, i got this what do i need you for well living the christian life is something that we cannot live it doesn't mean following a biblical principles once in a while it, when we sin we we truly are separating ourselves from god and if you don't have Jesus Christ, that is, a, that is a, an eternal separation. That's why I'm here. Because the truth will set you free. It doesn't mean it set you free to do whatever it is you please. It means to set you free from, from the bondage of sin. Because sin, once it's fully conceived, will result in the death. But here's the thing. Verse 21. In John chapter 14. He... Who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. Are you keeping Jesus's commandments? Are you obeying his commands? Because if you don't, then you don't love him. And that's how you, that's how, that's another mark of a believer is, is one who is willingly obedient to the commands of Jesus Christ. And it says here, and he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and will disclose myself to him. He will make himself known to you. By the way, we talked about this earlier, and I'm going to jump over to it. Because it's so important. So going back to Romans here, or excuse me, not Romans. Uh, we're going to go to Second Corinthians 2 because we, I mentioned this earlier, but I want to share this with you here. So 2, 14 through 16 says this. But a natural man, or woman, doesn't matter, either one. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. That's Holy Spirit. There it is again. So people outside of Jesus Christ, they don't accept the things of God. whatsoever in this book, it, it, it's just nothing to them. It's just pages. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual, appraises all things yet he himself is appraised by no one listen to verse 16 for who has known the mind of lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ and what and and if you know anything about jesus christ what was he consumed with he was consumed with being obedient to his father he was consumed with loving people he was consumed with healing people now we don't have any healing powers don't get me wrong there he, he had a heart for people. He he did so many things throughout the course of a day that I just can't, I can't imagine how fatigued and, and exhausted he must have been. But he, he did it with a smile on his face because he loves people. He's compassionate. He's merciful. And you know what? He's looking to have mercy on you today. And what are you going to do with what you heard? Because you heard yourself. If you don't have the spirit of Christ then living within you, you, you don't belong to him that's a That's a scary thought because if you don't belong to him, your destination is not paradise, and it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out what I'm talking about. but all I'm trying to tell you today is that God made a way back to himself and you know one of the things that Yvonne said that uh, the many things that she said i should have I should have had a pen and start writing them down but one of the things that she said again it really just stuck out to me is that. We have God's favor. We have God's favor through belief in Jesus Christ. It's a a gift of grace. It's a gift that we do not deserve. And it's something that, it's truly a promise of a lifetime. And that doesn't, let me ask you this. Are any celebrities knocking at your door and sending you invites to dinner at their house? Let me ask you this. What celebrity uh, or, or any famous person, if they were to, if you were to be invited to their house for dinner, which who would it be? Okay, maybe you're not a person that's all about that stuff, but let's just say for fun, someone past or present. Okay, doesn't matter. I don't know who mine would be off the top of my head. I wish I had a uh, had a one locked and loaded, but I don't. Um, but let's say you know, I, I guess I'm a big sports guy, so let, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the top. Top athlete right now that's most popular. Um well let's talk let's I guess we'll talk nba If Steph Curry, just for fun, were to invite me to his house personally. Or let's invite you. Let's make it about you, not about me. If he invited you personally, by name, knew your address, knew everything, sent that to you, would you go? Ah, you know what? I got things to do. Uh, you know what, I got, um, I, I just got too much time. Or think of a, f- a famous actor, actress. Which one? Whatever. If they were to invite you personally, would you decline that? I don't think so. You would You would make the time to get off of work. You would, uh, and by the way, airfare is paid for. Everything else is paid for. By the way, you can stay at their house. You wouldn't pass that offer up ever. Yet. The offer of salvation is being handed to you freely as a gift. He knows you. He calls you by name. He is extending his nail-pierced hand out to you and says, come follow me, and I'll give you life. I will give you life, and I, will, and I promise you, because the Spirit is our guarantee of what is to come, is a pledge to the inheritance that is to come. And yet we, we, we refuse it. It's, it's madness to me. Yet we'll put so so much stock in celebrities and people that we're never ever going to meet I, and trust me, I met some celebrities before, and uh, you know what uh, they're just people they're just people who are better at either throwing a ball, shooting a ball, catching a ball, or acting better than me. That's all they are and here's a lot a lot of times when you start seeing the fruits of their lives you you start you start seeing a little bit of like well. I don't know. This person's not really the, all they cracked out. Uh, I mean, they're cracked out to be here. Their their personal life is in is in shambles right now. They've been married you know, 5 6 times. I mean, just look at the just look at the the the, the craziness going on that that I don't even want to talk about right now, but the the Johnny Depp trial with Amber Heard. We're not going to go there, but I'm just look at that. That's success to you. I don't think so, and I'm not going to get in the politics of it. I'm not going to get on the the specific details of it, but my goodness, you're seeing uh, the fruits of a relationship without Jesus Christ. Now, are there relationships out there that that can flourish with people outside of Christ? I've seen it. I'm not saying it's not, but two foundational spiritual people in Christ— is 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 should be highly exalted, rather than a defamation trial where horror, horrendous things went on, horrendous. Now, I'm not picking either side here, but I mean, if you look at the evidence, it's it's not that hard to see. Like in Jiminy Christmas, that's what we're supposed to strive for, and we and we think man. Is the apex of of morality? I don't think so. Are there some good things that happen in this world? Oh, absolutely, for sure. But, boy, I'll tell you what, putting your trust and faith in man, women, um, they will let you down every single time. One way or another, people will let you down. I will let you down at one point or another. Hey, I'm I'm sober-minded here, I know. I'm not a perfect person. Yes. You asked my family yesterday. There were times where I wanted to throw in the towel. We, we, we were working from sunup, and we had to go to the hotel site, night, and all these things happened. We were going until, like, 2 a, two a.m. with four kids. Trust me when I tell you, I was not in the greatest of moods. Um, so, hey, we all make mistakes. We all fail and fall short of the glory of God, but Jesus Christ has made a way to the father and it's only through him so uh, my information is on my profile you can email me um, I have a couple people that have been emailing me and I get right back to them and you know what that's what I'm here for you know and and the thing is, is this this salvation is not a joke it's not a game but it's 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 truth it's real it's powerful. And Jesus has come to save us from our sins and to give us eternal life through belief, trust, and faith in him and him alone. That's 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 the gist of it. Now, you may have read the Bible before, and you may have just been like, I have no clue what this is saying at all. That's where I come in, if you want. Or have find, find somebody else. It doesn't have to be me. Ask me questions. I would, I, nothing excites me more than teaching the Bible, preaching the Bible, and answering questions about the Bible. Because, trust me, I was there at one point, too. I was. That was me. And so I'm here to share with you that, that after the belief in Jesus Christ, the road after that is sanctification, the process of being made holy. Trust me, it's, it's a lifelong process, and you will go through the ups and downs. You will go through probably of, of a little bit of disbelief and, and a little bit of questioning some things. Trust me, I'm not, I wasn't exempt to that either, but your faith must endure through that, and God will give you the, the, the endurance and the strength to get through that. We, we rely on the, the strength of his might, not our own. And far too often, we just rely on our own. So I'm here to share with you today that um, that Jesus Christ has come. He is real. He is alive. And he is awaiting your answer to his call. He's invited you. To live with him eternally in paradise. Are you going to decline the invitation? Or are you going to accept it? Because there's two things you do with the gift. The gift of eternal life, there's two things you can do with the gift. You can receive the gift, which I'm not sure who in their right mind would turn away a gift. Because on my birthday, that just happened a few weeks ago. um, I didn't turn away any gifts. But. But with the gift of God, through Jesus Christ, for eternity's sake, we turn it away. And why? Because we refuse to give up who we are. Because that's what the Bible says. We must give up who we are. We must die to self. We must let Christ reign in our mortal bodies. We must honor him. And serve him as Lord. And we refuse it because we don't want to give up power. We don't want to give up the power. We are perfectly content being in control. And it really boils down to what Ivan and I were talking about earlier. Trust. Do you trust the hand of God for the sake of your salvation? Or... Have you been burnt so much on this earth that it's hard to trust anybody, let alone God? Well, God is good, and he is here to restore you, to heal you, to show grace, mercy, and compassion on you, because he cares for you. Christ didn't didn't die for, for the godly. He died for the ungodly, for the unrighteous. He came as, as a spiritual doctor, not those who are well, but for those who are sick. In Jeremiah seventeen nine, it says the heart above all things is deceitful and is desperately sick. Who can understand? Who can understand it? But he has come to give us a new heart. He removes that heart of stone. He gives us a heart of flesh. He gives us a new spirit and puts his Holy Spirit within us to walk in his ways, to be obedient to him. What is more powerful than that? I can tell you nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we have, a, we have a wonderful opportunity to place our trust and faith in Christ today. You don't know what to do. Hit me up. Email me. Well, let's talk. Don't do not do not slap away the hand that is reaching out to save you. It's like it's like you're it's like you're in the ocean. Waves are just crashing all over the place, and you're gasping for breath. And, and and here is here is Christ reaching out his hand to save you. Like, nope, I'm good. Are you serious? You're 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 in the water. You're going to drown. nope I'm fine. I don't need you. Oh, and you know he doesn't say, "Okay, fine, I'm done with you." He's begging and pleading with you up until the, the very last minute, until you take that final breath. He's and God, you know, here's, and, and <laughs> that's why I love God so much. Second, Second Corinthians fifteen, read that. Or, not not fifteen, excuse me. Second Corinthians five, excuse me. Second Corinthians five, read that chapter. And one of the subheadings is talking about God as a reconciler. The reconciler here is He is sitting along beside you. He's he's right there. but He's begging you to be reconciled back to Him through His Son. He's begging you. What are you going to do with what you heard? What are you going to do with this call? What are you going to do with this, this offer of mercy, this offer of salvation? This is not a game. This is not a joke. And by the way, take a look, take a look around. Look at the world you live in. Is, is it what you think it should be? The answer is obviously no. Why do you think that is? It's because of sin. And people say, oh, well, we got to do this. We got to change this. We got to fix that. No. Humans have tried to fix things. Look what we've done. We just continue to destroy and destroy and destroy. And you know what? The enemy is happy with that. The enemy is happy with that. Because John 10.10, the thief has only come to steal, kill, and destroy So Jesus has come to destroy the works of the devil. Are you gonna be with Christ or are you gonna be with Saint? It's up to you. And you might be listening to this right now, you're like, Well, this is just a bunch of junk. This is just this is just another one of those Christian nuts talking about, you know, if I don't believe in Jesus to go to hell. Well, if you took, if you everything you listened to today and you took that away from it, that's on you. But what I'm what I'm teach, uh, showing you now is God is is merciful, and you need to seek Him while He shall be found, because there's going to come a time where He won't be. So, the last thing is is what are you going to do with what you heard? You need to do something, and you have you have a couple of choices. You can say a no, I don't want any part of that. It's 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 ridiculous, and I'm going to get off this talk right now. You can accept it and take the next step. Which, if you don't know the next step, um, like I said, email me. I'll love to talk to you about that. Or you ride the fence, and let me just a uh, little spoiler alert: riding the fence is the same thing as saying no. Indecision is not is not okay. You want to seek out more? Hey, I, I, I'm not making money off my podcast, but um, that that's that's why I made the podcast. So. I'm a Christian now what? What do I do? What what do I what do I do? How do I do it? It's it's all there. It's it's just a resource. That's I wouldn't even call it a podcast for any other reason other than it's just a, a biblical resource for topics that I wanted everybody to know that's really foundational. It's all foundational. And then you build on from that point. What I'm trying to share with you right now is you need to take that and run with it. Don't look back. So that's why I would encourage you today. And, you know, I didn't want to do this talk this morning because I only got like a few hours of sleep. But there's nothing more important to me than Jesus Christ and his message. And I know there's some people by the grace of God who have encouraged me on this on this road. And they said, Nate, I, I need you, man. We, I need to hear. The, I need to hear the word, and here I am. So it's, there's nothing more important to me than God's word and His His truth. And so I'm here to share with you that this life is but a mist. It's but a vapor, and it's all found in Jesus Christ. And so I'm here to share with you right now that this life is in the Son. And the truth of Christ will set you free from the bondage of slavery of sin and death and eternal life and newness of life it can be yours and this new life oh boy, I'll tell you what it it it's there's nothing like it i can't I can't even explain it in my worst of times. I have a joy and a peace that goes beyond understanding I don't understand it, I don't get it. But that's the promise of the Holy Spirit. So, I pray that you make that decision today. Uh, I appreciate you all joining me today. Um, And I pray that you have a really blessed day today. So, with that being said, I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps each and every single one of you and gives you peace. And remember, everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. And until next time, God bless you all. Welcome, everyone, to the Living Parables podcast where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through his word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all listeners tuning in the show today, grace and peace to you from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate every single one of you. And now let us begin.